Hey guys, welcome back to Funny Blunt Truth. We're on episode 35. We have a special guest. Well, well, first, my name's Dave. Don's on a podcast. And As always. We have a special guest. Let's see if I get his last name correct. All right. Nick Santanastasso. Did I get that right, Nick? Yes, that was pretty good. All right. All right. <clears throat> now, Nick is an aspiring fitness model. He's a motivational speaker, ultra positive uh, YouTube personality. Nick's going to talk about this, but he was born with a special, like a rare condition that he just totally owns and rolls with. Um, Nick promotes no limits, loving oneself. And let me just read something from Nick's YouTube page so you get an idea of uh, his personality and his mindset. 20-year-old kid with the mission to inspire the world, aspiring fitness model and bodybuilder to show you you can have anything you want in this life as long as you work hard enough for it. I love it, man. So, Nick, thanks for being on the show. We really, yeah, yeah, really thank you guys. Yeah, really appreciate it. <clears throat> so, uh, first question. <laughs> so, Nick, if you would be so kind, uh, tell the listeners your story. All right. Um, my name is Nick Sanzanastasso. I'm currently 20 years old, and I was born in uh, New Jersey. I was born with a rare genetic disorder called Hanhart syndrome. Now, Hanhart syndrome either leaves the baby with undeveloped limbs or undeveloped organs with about a 30% chance to live. And there's only about nine to 10 cases. And, um, you know, about eight, more than uh, half have passed away due wow, to, wow. you know, undeveloped organs, the baby not being able to, you know, eat itself or, you know, just, you know, live on its own. But in my mm-hmm. case, I was born with unveloped limbs. My organs were 100% healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born with no legs, one arm, and uh, one finger on my left arm. And uh, do you want me to keep going throughout my whole life? or? Hey, hey man, <laughs> go as far as you want, man. Tell Dig you in. Know. All right. So, so growing, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really understand that I was different. You know, I didn't really see any difference. You know, I'm just a kid, you know, being a kid until I got to, you know, middle school and uh, uh, sophomore, freshman year, you know, I realized that I was super different and um, I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. Mm-hmm. I couldn't work a regular job like a regular kid, you know, and I was just scared about the future. And that was my lowest point in life was middle school. You know, I was just like, why am I here? Why do I have to be born like this and go through everyday challenges that, you know, normal kids wouldn't have to go through? Mm-hmm. And so... Middle school is my, my rock bottom and I, you know, I just didn't want to live anymore. I didn't, didn't ha- feel like I had a purpose until my sophomore year. My right arm was actually a little bit longer than it is now. Um, and the bone was growing faster than the skin. So I couldn't very, couldn't touch it on things. It was like very sensitive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one day I made the decision. All my, all my best friends were wrestlers. My older brother was a wrestler for the same high school and I wanted to be a wrestler. So I made the decision to amputate my arm a little bit. And make it, you know, have, have a bunch of cushion on it as, as in like skin, more skin around it so I could do physical activities. Mm-hmm. And I started wrestling. And, you know, that's where I really found, um, my, my why, my why am I here, you know, and that, that came when I would, when I would wrestle. Um, I started off, uh, junior year, I was JV, which means I wasn't varsity. I wasn't on the, you know, the, the starting squad. Mm-hmm. And then I, I got my butt kicked that whole year. And then I, I, you know, I worked hard and I just wanted to get a little bit better. Maybe I can get that varsity spot. And I came back senior year as the 106 varsity pounder for my uh, high school wrestling team. Awesome. awesome. And 
you know, um, I'd go out and I, I didn't win very much, but I gave it my all. And, you know, I would have, you know, packed gymnasiums just to see me wrestle. And, you know, I finally realized after a little bit, because I was very confused of why I'd get standing ovations even when I lost, because, you know, I had that winner's mentality and I don't think losing should be, a pre, uh, you know, uh, applauded. Um, I'm very competitive. And, you know, I didn't realize why. Like, why are you clapping for me? You know, I lost. And then, you know, I realized the impact I had on people, you know, after the match. Parents will come up to me and be like, you know, my kid never did a sport. And, you know, seeing you out there and seeing, you know, you know, doing it with ease and like just giving it your all. Like my, my sons or my daughters like doing all these sports now. And I was like, wow, like you know, in my head, you know, I was like, I didn't think, you know, I imp- like I didn't know I can impact people like that just doing my daily life. And I was like, I'm on to something here. And, um, you know, that's when I finally be- just realized, you know, the, the impact that I have on people. And, and that's what motivates me still today. Mm-hmm. And, um, my senior year was when, you know, Vine, the, the app Vine was very popular. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was like, Hey, like maybe I could do Vine. And I, I wanted to think of something that, you know, I could, I could do and no one else can do. I mean, not many people were doing it. I mean, I don't, I haven't seen any other people do it, but I, I started dressing up as a zombie, you know, and I put like b- blood by the legs and <laughs> I'd, awesome. I'd, I'd, I'd scare people in, in public stores. And my first zombie prank went insanely viral. <laughs> I woke up the next day. It had over a hundred thousand likes on everything. And I was like, wow, I'm onto something. And, and within that month, I think I gained like 250 to 300,000 followers on Vine. Wow. And, um, you know, I was like, I'm onto something. And, and, it wasn't really just for the pranking, but to, for people to see me, you know, being comfortable in my situation, comfortable in my own skin. I mean, there's a, there's like, you know, a back message behind it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to inspire and entertain people at the same time. And that's what I did. Um, doing, I, I kept doing the vines and that led me to getting hired by, um, Fox International to scare the, uh, Norman Reedus of the Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, well, so they flew me out to Tokyo to do that. And then, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, that was my, my thing, you know, I'd be a prankster and that'd be my career. Mm-hmm. But I finally realized, you know, I wanted to be something more like to, at least to me, I wanted to be something more important, you know, something bigger. I'm always striving to be better. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I, I was always, I was always, you know, inspired by guys that were fit. I never thought I'd have a six pack, you know, just with my condition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was just me, you know, mentally limiting myself until I actually, you know, put it together. I, st- I wanted to be a fitness model. I wanted to be a bodybuilder. I wanted to be known, you know, in that sport. I want to be known as an athlete. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, I really wanted to do. And, um, you know, the, I, I started posting and in, um, it was, it was a big change for my, my vine, my vine fans because, you know, they followed me for my funny stuff and my, mm-hmm. my pranks. So I took a, I took a hard hit when, I started posting fitness stuff and totally changed my career path. You know, I, I was losing followers and, um, the first like year, year and a half, I, people didn't take me serious. You know, they were like, what are you doing? Like you had this good career going and totally just switched it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that was fine, you know, because it was something in my heart that I knew that I wanted and that I can achieve. And, you know, no matter what you're doing in life, people are always going to be doubting you. And, um, the hard part about it is sometimes it's going to be your friends and sometimes it's going to be your family. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, that, that shouldn't stop you. That stops most people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the first year and a half was tough. And then, you know, I started getting into killer shape and people realized like, yo, this kid's, this kid's not pretty ripped, dude. I'm kind (laughs) of jelly of your abs. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. He's going to be truthful. (laughs) And, uh, so, you know, these past, these past seven months, I mean, I, 
I have just, you know, got, you know, the greatest supporters, you know, following me. And, and it's just this big movement that, uh, that we've been starting. I mean, two, two months ago, I had around 40K Instagram followers. I'm up to 130,000. Wow. You know, so we're gaining at like ridiculous speeds. And, you know, I'm not even in like the best shape. Like there, you know, like the potential is just so limitless and it just pumps me up because like what happens, what happens to the fitness industry when I'm in, you know, disgusting shape when I'm like shredded to the bone, you know, people are not going to be ready for that. And, and, you know, people, people won't be ready for that. And when it happens, they're gonna be like, wow, you know, this kid's the real deal. And people are starting to find out, you know, that, you know, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. It's not just, you know, a little phase that Nick has. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. Your your drive is just like so inspiring, and um, you got a, you got a, a wrestler's toughness, man. Because um, I I wrestled in high school, not to the extent that you did, but um, but I did wrestling, and uh, I got into MMA for a little bit, so which is like yeah. kind of similar. But honestly, I found a conditioning and wrestling like harder. Um, oh, absolutely! <laughs> it's ridiculous. So much running, people don't realize like how much cardio you you have to have to like wrestle. But um, well, even even to hit on that point, Dave, like with the wrestling, when you you don't have legs, you have one arm. Like, how do you how do you go about winning a match in in wrestling? Just for the lay people out there, because you know, I don't have a clue. Um, you know the the first thing that I I would practice is you know not giving up the full six points and not getting pinned. So I would always practice my back bridges in case I got put to my back. My back bridges were super strong, mm-hmm. um, which which helped. But for me, it, it was you know I feel like it was more finding being comfortable with me distributing my weight the right way mm-hmm. and not being heavy on like my arm or like or like leaning back. You know, it's just it was a lot of trial and error and um you know just getting stronger. Mm-hmm. And but the, like I said, I wrestled uh, 106, but I to step on the varsity scale and be able to wrestle, you had to weigh 85 pounds. I only weighed 85 pounds, so all my opponents had 20 plus pounds of me, mm-hmm. and so that that really that really helped them out. Did um, you do you ever feel like they they saw you as an easy target? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, you. I went up against um, you know people that placed in the region and they couldn't pin me. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I had a kid. You know, he he was wrestling me, and uh, his coach was like, like pin him already, pin, and he couldn't pin me. He had to tech, he had to tech me, which means you know get you know fifteen plus points more than the opponent. Mm-hmm. And um, so I mean, yeah, I, hell yeah, a lot of people thought that I was you know an easy target. Now, hey, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Nick. Um, so why why um. An aspiring fitness model and bodybuilder, like out of all things, um, like what's your motivation? And did you have anybody like um, any fitness personality that like inspired you? Like, like with me, it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, for me, it was you know the first guys I started watching was C.T. Fletcher. And okay, love him because I actually <laughs> did a with him. I actually did a collab with him, and now we're we're really close. It's funny how things work. Mm-hmm. But I started watching him, and you know his story. You know he he's died like a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like he's he's the real deal. And um, mm-hmm. being you know switching it to to the fitness stuff, you know, as a business as my business mindset, I was thinking, you know, how marketable is it? You can have a guy. You know, a full-bodied guy, you know, shredded up promoting something mm-hmm. that that works. Or you can have a guy with no legs and one arm, and he's shredded up. And they're like, you know, how the hell is that guy like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so marketable. And once once the industry realizes how marketable I am, I mean, it's going to be, you know, just a 
you know, just the ball is going to roll and it's not going to stop rolling because people are going to realize how marketable it is. So, I mean, from a business standpoint, I was like, wow, this could be very marketable because you can't buy a good body. You know, you can't buy a fit body. It, it comes with hard discipline, work and yeah, discipline, hard work. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you can't buy. So when people see me, you know, in shape, they're like, wow, you know, and that I felt like, you know, that's how, how can I get my message out there and so powerful would be through mm-hmm. fitness and then I can link the fitness to motivational speaking. Your body's a billboard, man, for like your hard work and uh, yeah. and motivation. Well, I'd say the hard work is a billboard or the body's a billboard to the hard work. But yeah, yeah. no, that's that's intense. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what I get out of fitness, man. Um, you know, it's pretty black and white. The the more work you put in, the more results you're going to get. And then when you, yep. when you make these gains in progress, man, it's like all on your back. You know, you did that. You, you did that. That's you. No one no one could take that from you. Yep, yep. Um, and uh, speaking of like the, the working out and getting shredded, man, I, I was watching some of your videos and um, you have some pretty creative ways to like target certain muscle groups and like work around, you know, like um, – you know, uh, your condition and stuff like that. So you want to talk about that? Like, do you actually create custom equipment or? Yeah. Um, that's, that's funny. You said that because you know, people ask me all the time and I tell them, you know, when I started going to the gym, I mean, I, I'm going to learn something new every day. I mean, everybody <laughs> learns something new every day when they keep doing something. Mm-hmm. And, um, but going in there first starting, you know, it's all try. It's just, I link it to my life. It's all trial and error. I always say, you know, my life was a big failure turning to a success because I failed at everything I did, but I didn't give up. You know, I found a way to to work with it and to adapt to it. So, you know, going to the gym, it's a lot of time spent, you know, what angle do I have to sit to hit this muscle or, you know, it's just a lot of failing. And, and you know, me just always my my brain just going to think of ways that I can hit things. I saw this one video um, to target uh, both sides of your pecs, like your chest. You were using bands, and yeah. I thought it was pretty. I, I thought that was pretty ingenious, man. Like working around, you know, um, uh, your um, your condition and stuff to uh, hit hit certain muscle groups. Um, love that. Did you have to talk to any personal trainers on that note, like to help out with that stuff, or was that all all from you? It's funny. It it wasn't all from me, but. I didn't, I didn't talk to any personal train, or oh, some personal trainers, but like, you know, I didn't go out and like pay people to like show me, show me certain ways. You know, it was just, I have a lot of great friends and a lot of people around me, you know, that are always thinking of ways for me to adapt things. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not just me. It's, it's, it's a bunch of brain power that, you know, we're always just, we're always just thinking of ideas. Mm-hmm. Don, you got a question? Oh, you shoot, man. I know you got a million lined up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so Nick, um, I just want to get into, uh, get into your brain a little bit. Um, do you, do you enjoy, uh, proving people wrong or is it more of, um, like setting an example? If I can do it, you could do it type thing. It's, it's, it's not, I mean, proving people wrong. I, I enjoy proving people wrong when people say that I can't do things, mm-hmm. but in general, like if, you know, in general, I'm not trying to always prove people wrong. It's it's the setting example, you know. I mean, especially for these kids nowadays. These kids are so weak. Like, that's just the bottom line. This generation is, is a bunch weak. of wimps. Yeah, mentally yeah. weak. So they, don't know how to handle, they don't know how to handle things, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I said, another it's, it's so marketable for me to just speak because it's tangible proof that, like, dude, like, who cares? Like, there's who cares what your situation is? Like, let's, let's work around it. Like, let's not sit here and mope about it. Let's figure out what we're going to do to better ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I don't know, dude, this generation is just, I feel bad for them. Well, how how old are you, Nick? I'm, I'm only 20. (laughs) 
you sound like us and we're what, in our uh, mid to late 30s. Dude, we're in our 30s, man. I got to say, you're yeah. super wise, man, for your age and mature. It's crazy. But, but it's true, you. though. I mean, the, the younger Thank generation, you. they are a bit – and not just to not to alienate them if they are listening, but traditionally speaking, Absolutely. if you've come from hardships, man, it's hard to listen to millennials, you know. Yeah. yeah. Very difficult. They're complaining I, about the spilled jelly beans. You're like, My really? iPhone yeah, case cracked. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> it's crazy. Like, I, but I'm part of them, you know? So it's important for me to rise and show them what we should be and not let's let's not cry about everything. <laughs> um, Nick, so um, I don't know if you're willing to talk about this, but uh, what are some of the biggest challenges like you faced um, in your life? Like just the biggest obstacles like on a day to day. It could be big, small, like anything you want to share. You know, um, still now I, I'm a little bit bothered with it, but it's come a long way. My confidence has grown a long ways. Going out in public to, I, you know, my boys know I hate crowded places. So if we're going out and it's crowded, they know that I'm like mentally bugging out because like growing up and being like this, you know, I noticed the little things. I noticed like the little stairs, the little points, you know, the, the people like, Oh, like tapping on their friend's shoulder. And then the, you know, the whole, whole table looks. I'm like, Oh, that's not obvious. You know, I notice those things. And if sometimes, sometimes my friends don't catch them. So it's going out in public, but you know, ever since I, I started getting in shape. I've been so, you know, my confidence has risen and, and just, you know, I, I feel a lot more comfortable with myself. That's um, awesome, that, man. That's, that was still a big, you know, just a big challenge. Just, I, I don't, you know, I don't enjoy getting stared at. I don't think anyone enjoys that. Uh, yeah, nobody <laughs> now, does, man. Now, what happens though, what happens though when you become like a David Beckham and, and you're super recognizable, <laughs> but they're looking at you, they're looking at you for a different reason then. When that, yo, that's, that's, I mean, that's, That'll be great. You'll um, <laughs> <You'd> be like <laughs> gotta, success. You know, we it, it's it's still a challenge, and I'll bring it up. And uh, I have a mentor. His name's Chris Cavallini, and we were talking about it in Vegas. And I was like, "Yo, man, like, cause in Vegas, you know, it's crowded." I'm like, "Dude, like, he's like, what's wrong?" I'm like, "No, nah, like, people stare at me." He's like, "He's like, dude, do you ever think that like people aren't aren't staying like they're not they're staring at you for another reason?" You know, he's, and then he, you know, he made, he, everything he says, I listen to and I execute. I try to. And he's like, all right, you know, for now on, for the rest of the day, like if someone, you know, makes eye contact with you, smile and, 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 you know, and maybe start a conversation. Mm-hmm. And he's right because, you know, people aren't always looking at me for that. You know, they just, you know, curious and, and want to talk. Mm-hmm. And, and it's true, you know, so even in the gym, you know, if someone gives me a smile or something, you know, I'll go up and introduce myself. And, you know, that's just, part of progressing in life and you know making yourself uncomfortable it's the only way you're going to progress yeah i think that's that's crucial man um sometimes you gotta like uh change your your approach to life and stuff and um change your mindset and like how you view things so i'm not a big crowd person either man for the record i'm I'm more of like a chill laid-back guy and uh, i i um i'm kind of a loner and um crowds just drive me crazy don you like crowds no, I don't think anybody Dude, really likes you're, crowds. You're a super people person, though. No, that's just because I know what they want. So oh. <laughs> I'm a good right. salesman. That's all I think it is. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's different. I think when you go out to a bar, I you see. I have a not to say I ever had a similar high school to you, but for me, high school was the pits. Uh, Nick, you know, like I completely yeah. understand what you're saying. Um, you know, I I was really underdeveloped um, in yeah. in school. And I was teased mercilessly for it. And I was, I was tortured. I was beat up constantly, you know, like, you know, so for me, I mean, I completely, uh, understand where you're coming from on uh, a lot of those levels. So, 
you know, it's, 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 uh, anyway, I don't know where I was going with all that, but, <laughs> but, uh, I, I understand what you're talking about and, and, and a lot of the stuff you were saying, but, um, yeah, no, going out in public, it's funny, like, once you develop later on, I think I don't have a problem that much anymore, but I think a lot of the humor, because, you know, it's not necessarily portrayed here on the podcast, but when we go out and I'm at a bar, I'm always, like, the goofy, laughy, loud guy that makes everybody laugh, but okay. I think some of that's a compensation for the, for the, um, insecurities left over from, uh, middle school mm-hmm. and high school. Yeah. So that answers your question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a big fan of high school either, man. I um, no, I, I hated up, school. I wound up switching schools, and um, I just didn't like the clickiness of like high school. And but anyway, yeah, dude, uh, hated the clickiness. Oh my god, man! I can't. I couldn't stand it, man. Um, I was kind of alone. Not only that, too, like the, the schools, the teaching. I don't know if it was the same for you, Nick, but for me, like that standardized, everybody has to test exactly the same way. That just bothered uh, that, the daylights out of me. Bunch of sheep people. That's what we call them, you know? Yeah, sheeple. That's sheep. right. That's right. You you just, you know, and the teachers are actually getting pretty bad or getting, they were pretty bad even in my day because they just usually would teach to the test. And so they would only care if you could actually fill in the multiple choice yeah. answer the way you need to. You know, it's not about the... Any anything outside of that, there's no there's no knowledge about why Napoleon did what he did. It's just what year was it? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, Nick. So um, I got another question for you, uh, and I'm really curious about this also. Um. So besides being a fitness model and bodybuilding and and inspiring the world, like what are what are your other like goals and like interests, uh, big or small? What other things are you into? Um. I wanna. I wanna be. Have, uh, write a top book. I want a, a top seller book. Uh, you know, who knows when I'm gonna do that? I'll probably surprise the world when I do that. But yeah, I want to be like, you know, a a New York best time seller. Um, you know, and to t- to be honest, I just want to spoil the the crap out of my parents financially. You know, mm-hmm. just so they don't have to worry about anything. I mean, I think every kid wants to spoil those who they love. So I just want to get to the point financially where I don't have to worry about anything, and neither do my parents or my family. Yeah. So, what kind of just out of curiosity, what kind of book we're talking? Fiction, nonfiction, exercise, sci-fi, like my life, you know, okay. and just you know, the 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 hardships and the struggles that turned me into who I am. So, kind of take your your um your video uh blogs and like just transfer them to like you know text like on paper because I see yeah. some of your videos you talk about just like life in general, you know. Yeah, I try to. I mean, I, I I need to work more on my YouTube. My YouTube's not that big, so I'd like to work on that because it's a good community. Especially, well, if you grow a good community, you know, just you get to post whatever you want and people listen. Mm-hmm. The, the, the one bad thing about um about YouTube, though, man, I mean, there's there's like, uh, and I don't know, I'm not too familiar with Vine, but um, there's a lot of negativity on YouTube too. Dude, YouTube is the worst. everywhere. Man. It's crazy, dude. Like, it's like it's kind of sad because sometimes when I look at um comments like on YouTube, I say to myself, like, is this how you really feel? Like, yeah. is this how most people really feel when they're like anonymous? That's sad. Yeah. Well, bro, you should see my page, my Instagram page when World Star reposts me, bro. I get roasted by everyone on World Star. <laughs> Dude, that Dude. is it, it's, it's, it's sad, man. <clears throat> the state of the world. Don and I talk about that. Yeah, it's sad for them. Those, True, those, yeah. But those people ain't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. don't got to worry about them. But, <laughs> very true. But it's like um, the internet is um, you know, comments and stuff on YouTube and social media. It's I mean, 
It's disgusting. It's disgusting, man. And it, it's like, I think it depends on, on the channel. Um, but it's like 70%, maybe like higher, like probably like hate. around there, like negative and haters, man. And it's like yep. when, when you're anonymous and you don't think you can be like put on blast, like, yeah. you know, just seeing that out there is like, is like, is that the majority well, of the world right now? It, it is. I will say though, it does vary from media platform to platform because I've noticed that, at least to me, it feels like the internet is is a multiple personality disorder for every person cruising. So, mm-hmm. like on Instagram, there's a lot of good conversations that happen, mm-hmm. at least with my stuff. And then yeah. if you go onto YouTube, almost every single YouTube section is just nasty, like evil stuff, like really yeah. bad stuff. And then you can go to other sections on like you know Facebook might be okay or whatever it is. And I don't know, like I just feel like the internet for me, it just it really depends on the the platform that you're on. But it definitely yeah. seems like it's a personality disorder recently um yeah the internet's full of like a bunch of i woulda i coulda you know people you're, you're never gonna do that yeah. this thing sucks you should stop doing oh my it. god dude it's sad recently there was like this um ufc fighter that passed away joss salmon i think i'm pronouncing his uh, last name correctly i hope rest in peace um he died of like a probable overdose and some of the comments i saw were just so disrespectful man. Oh, yeah like, to his family to him they're like oh well he died of an overdose like it doesn't matter he did it to himself really dude like really like it's it's sad man <clears throat> you know what it is? it's just you know the majority of people in this world aren't happy with their lives mm-hmm. and the internet gives them that that you know that security that oh i could talk shit mm-hmm. without no one knowing who i am yeah it could be like a persona yeah. and then just just it, it's sad because just realize how much hate out there that's that's how many that's the percentage of the world that aren't happy with their lives mm-hmm. which is a lot that's yeah that's a lot <laughs> yeah yeah it's crabs in a bucket man people um they're slow to to congratulate and pat somebody in the back but so quick to like shit on them you know you oh, know that's you make a mistake or you go for something difficult. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Well, most of these, most of these people need to realize that like winners, winners celebrate like other people's success. Like that's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, like if your boy's winning, like you're winning because your boy's winning. Right. Like people are just so quick to put people down and it's just so annoying, dude. Like I could yeah. go on for hours about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Too, we, we bring this up in almost every episode. The people that we have found that we interview that, that have achieved success in their field all have the same mentality, both Dave and I do, you know, and then, you know, we're always like, hey, man, I hope you do well. I hope you blow up. Oh, you want to make a cake factory? You fucking make a cake factory, you know, like, no, and <laughs> go the out there and is- do that. And the thing is, um, competition, uh, breeds like greatness too. So let's say you're into like working out and your buddy, your, your, your buddy benches more than you instead yeah. of being a hater, be like, all right, I'm going to try to beat you next week. It's like, instead of, you know, viewing it as a negative and hating, um, it could inspire you. You know, when you see somebody doing something great, it's like you, Nick, like you're an inspirational dude. I can't see how, how people would hate on you, but I'm sure they do. No, it happens. <laughs> hey, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying perfect. I mean, make a hate away. It's just, you know, people always, you know, going to find something. That's why I tell people, you know, no matter what dream you're trying to pursue, no matter what goal, you know, people are always going to hate on you. Who cares? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> do, do you find it's more intense for you than you'd say other like social media stars? Oh, absolutely. Hmm. You know, I'm just, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, 
you know, there. I've heard every every insult in the book, and you know, it used to bother me. You know, when I, and it, I'll tell you the truth, in in high school, you know, I used to I used to take breaks from social media. I used to like, you know, be like I can't go on this anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. now, go ahead, fire away. <laughs> so that's I, awesome, I man. Self up mentally, I, I could care less what people say. Yeah, that's growth right there. That's awesome. Um, I yep. know a lot of athletes, man. They stay off of social media, man, because they can't take the hate. It like gets to their heads, and yeah. It's crazy, man. Actors too. Um, but going back to like, um, you know, uh, helping people and letting everybody shine, uh, do the thing. We, we had, um, this actor, Marco Zorora on and he had the same mentality, man. He's like, you know, instead of, like, instead of hating on people, man, just, uh, praise them and, um, and show them love. You know, we all could shine. <clears throat> but yeah. Don, Don, you got something? Yeah, no, sorry. We were just covering, uh, I do want to let everybody know on this subject, we are, we are in the middle of an evacuation. So, uh, I'm actually shifted into a different location. So if there's extra noises, if I sound distracted, that's because I'm still trying to make this work outside of the studio where we normally function. Um, so I just wanted that to be said. Also, I don't have any rapid fire. So Nick, if you come back again next time, I promise we'll give you like 800 rapid fire questions, but we mm-hmm. literally just got done driving for like a day and a half, two days down to uh, an evacuation zone. So no questions, but I did want to clarify that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're in the middle of a hurricane. So, yeah, it um, is kind of intense. So, <clears throat> all right. So, um, so Nick, did you expect your YouTube or your Vine channel to blow up the way it did? Like, do you believe in fate? And and what are your what are your thoughts on it? How this whole thing just exploded for you with uh, the pranking or the fitness? Uh, both. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's I think it's funny because. I like I said I thought pranking was my it and it wasn't you know it was just like a stepping stone to like my life and it just blows my mind that you know I thought that was it and it's and it, I'm on like a whole totally different side of the world now um I don't I mean it could be fate I mean I'm 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 a believer in everything happens for a reason but I'm not going to you know take away saying it's fate take away the hard work mm-hmm. you know I mean it's just it's just being consistent and, and posting things and giving value to other people's lives. And you're going to, you're going to go somewhere. You just got to, you know, find what you're going to give that gives so many people value and they can, you know, uh, now, attract to you. Do you think that, uh, the reason you kind of wanted to stop doing the, this, the, uh, the pranking stuff was because you achieved such early quick success with it. Maybe it was like, well, that was an easy conquering type thing. Um, I don't think it was that. I just, you know, I didn't want to be known as a prankster. I mean, that's like a joke. Like, I mean, I feel like, you know, people look at me as a joke. Like, you're a prankster. And I wanted to be something more, like, serious. And, you know, I feel like you, you can respect an athlete more than you can respect a prankster. But that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I got to say, man, um, you know, you blow up because of the pranks initially. And then being brave enough to break away from that and taking a Oh, yeah, chance. that switch is hard. Dude, that's brave, man. Because you you said... You said yourself that uh, you were losing uh, subscribers like left and right, yeah. and you stuck to your guns, and um, that's really admirable, you know. And and it's got to be like more fulfilling doing what you do now, as like you said, not being known just as like a dude who just does pranks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's it's nuts, and I'm you know I'm proud of myself for for like sticking with it, and yeah. you know yeah. you know dropping down to the low and then bouncing back up, and now we're bigger than we've ever been. So we were talking about the haters. Let's talk about the the positive people out there and the supporters. Do you get random messages from like all over the world? 
Yeah, I mean, that's people always ask me, you know, what's your number one drive? And it's the, you know, the, the supporters that I have accumulated, you know, that are just behind me and everything I do. You know, I, I leave my Instagram DMs open. I always message people, you know, I've had people all over the world message me. And the one that I usually bring up, it was, it was, it was about a month ago and it was a, a mom from the UK and she had twins and one of the twins had to get his legs amputated at birth. Mm. And, um, you know, she sent me pictures of him, you know, dressed up like this kid, little, little man. And, um, they watched my videos together. And, and she says, you know, when we watch him, he goes, he's like me, mom, he's like me. And, you know, that kid, that kid can have someone to look up to for the rest of his life, which in my case, I didn't have that. So, you know, I get to give this kid something that I never had. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's, that you can't put a price on that, dude. Yeah. That's amazing. One of the Uh, modern marvels of, uh, social media and internet, by the way. Yeah, I it allows re- for this stuff to happen. Yeah, that's going to be really touching, man. And um, and I could relate to um, to being able to provide something that you never had, because like in my life, uh, different situation. But like, <clears throat> you know, I I pretty much grew up like without a dad. I, I didn't have like a broken home, but it wasn't a traditional, you know, uh, uh, leave it to Beaver kind of like TV upbringing, mm-hmm. you know. So um, I'm not married and I don't have kids yet, but like you know, I vowed because of that to provide my future family and kids like a stable environment. So uh, that's really admirable. Um, You got something, Don? (laughs) Thank you for sending it over to me. (laughs) No, no, I feel feel you like you want to say something. No, no, no. I just, I I just think it's fascinating to be honest. I'm really impressed by how well put together you are, Nick, for, for being 20 and being so business conscious and driven when half the time I don't even feel like I'm that way. And I'm well into my thirties. I mean, you know that's got to help you out bigfold. Uh, sorry, tenfold. Uh, do, now with the with the the fashion modeling thing, the the I mean that's essentially what you're going for, right? Fitness like a model. like a fitness model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what what, well, what, av- what avenues are you shooting for? Are you talking like magazines, TVs? Man, the sky's the commercials. limit. Commercials. We're going at the pace we're going. You know there. You can't put a, a limit. I can't put it. I don't even know where I'll be in four months. You know, mm-hmm. you mean, dude, like it, all it takes is, you know, one person to see something and just like change your life forever. And that's like, it's just so nuts. And I, I actually have extremely huge news that I can't even talk. Like I can't even like release it yet. Mm-hmm. And, um, hopefully I can release it like within the next two weeks or so because it's, it's going to be major. But like I said, you know, <laughs> like my 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 mentor my mentor you know really helped me with knowing what I'm worth and um as a person he's like dude you're not you're not one of these fitness guys he's like you're a guru of life and he's like you're going to be you know and that's what I'm looking for you know I want to land on maybe most in- influential person of a year or something that big that's how I want to go mm-hmm. you know honestly, I want to that's that's the way you're, you're going most not to interrupt you yeah. there but most fitness models are working with the standard quo you're actually you're going above and beyond because you have to. So it's automatically giving you more credence. Yeah, and and you know with this with the speaking thing, I don't see any reason in the world why I can't be as big as like Tony Robbins, you know, big big seminars, you know, mm-hmm. just just give me give me a couple years and and we'll we'll be at that level flying all around the world speaking. And that's just how I feel and that's just how confident I am in my hard work. Mm-hmm. Hey man, uh we're rooting for you. I'm a fan. Um, Thanks, brother. I, I, just, I just think when I was 20, I was like 
reckless <laughs> completely. Dude, you don't even know. You don't want to know what I was doing at twenty. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about changing don't the worry, world. Let's just say that. There's a lot. There's a lot. You know. I mean, I feel like fun's a big, big part of life. So you know, off off the camera, off the Instagram, off. You know, I'm always with my boys, and we're we're doing something. You know, mm-hmm. and and you know, I just feel that's so important. Just spending time with your your boys. I think that's you feel. Do you feel you have to like remind yourself to take breaks? Like you have to force yourself. All right, I need to stop for the day, go to the theme park. You know. Um, I feel no because I'm very hard on myself. You know, so like even even sitting here now, I know that like like after this phone call, like I, you, hey Nick, you really should edit this video, and I probably won't do it because you know um, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I get lazy, bro. Sometimes it's it's, it's the truth, and, yeah, and I got human. Like, so he mode, is yeah. human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, bro. I have my lazy times. Yeah. Sometimes you need um Do you have any uh, sorry to jump on top of you. Do you have any like what's your what's your guilty pleasure like food wise? Just oh, out of man, curiosity because I know you're you're a, you're a healthy dude, so Oh, I love food. Like I love food. Um pasta, dude. I miss I miss like eating a massive amount of Italian pasta, you know. <laughs> Oh man, um, I love I love like you know you know those those Halloween and those Christmas cookies too that everyone gets, dude. Those are banging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love food, dude. My guilty pleasure, like I'm a big movie buff, and um, I don't I don't drink a lot of soda, but sometimes I, I gotta do big glass of soda with ice and the microwave popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> well, like extra like movie butter. Yeah, I, butter. that's the one thing that I, you know, definitely don't do is I stay away from soda, even though I, I love Dr. Pepper and I haven't had it in over a year and a half. So it's yeah. rough. Yeah. It's poison, <laughs> just empty man. calories, right? You know? Yeah. And just, it's, dude, that stuff has so much sugar in it. People don't realize. For sure. For sure. For sure. I think that's one of those things. I think that's actually one of the most deadly uh, uh, yeah. poisons out in the world right now. Not to, not to bash, you know, not saying like if you drink a, a Coke, you're going to die or anything. So I don't want to get sued. Uh, but, um, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize consuming even just like a can a day, how much that can alter their, their metabolism, their, their insulin levels and all that. Don, were you the one the other morning that told me I got like um a can of the classic Coke? It comes like in a black can of classic formula. Was it you that told me that um the original formula had like traces of cocaine in it? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, the original one definitely had, had cocaine. I'm like, in oh it. great, original formula. It was formula. supposed to be for medical purposes. Uh you know, and they were selling just like liquid cocaine in a can, <laughs> hence the word coke. Um but Crazy. unfortunately they can't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So Nick, um, when you wake up in the morning, um, what's your approach to the day and like your mindset? Um, you know, we're not us, you know, people just think that we're always positive. We don't have our bad days, but you know, waking up, if you start your day, you know, saying, yeah, I'm going to have a great, I'm going to have a productive day. It's, it's all about the mindset in the morning. If you wake up and you're like, eh, you know, like you're already, you're already moping, then you're going to have a shitty day. And that's just, that. that's just the way it is. You got to start your day positive. Mm-hmm. You know, I start my day. To be honest, I start my day. I probably put on some like Wiz Khalifa or like ASAP Rocky, and I like lay there, and then I wake up and like, let it get hy- me hyped up for the day. <laughs> yeah, so, like, our- go ahead. Ben. Every morning, do you is like waking up to a concert? Then that's what you just start the I music, get the music blood pumping. Yeah, I I listen to like I everyone knows I every, whatever I'm doing. There's music in the background. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. eating food. I have music on. 
everything. I'm cool on my days off, but on work days, every morning I have to, I wake up and I convince myself not to get in a tub with water and dump a, <laughs> throw a toaster in with me. Yeah, with, there's a, there's a I have that battle every, every morning, Monday through Friday. There's a distinct difference. See, see, luckily Nick is, is following his dreams. He achieved success. <laughs> I'm guessing also monetarily while he was in high school. Versus us, we didn't have any of this stuff around, so we had to, you know, go into the regular nine to five, which I think is different. You know, if you ever notice, if you ever notice, like, follow all the celebrities on Instagram out in LA, you know, they, they only work a couple hours a day doing acting and a couple months out of the year. They're the happiest people on the planet. Of course they're smiling, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but we talk about that on the show also, Nick, um, just kind of like, uh, the grind, the nine to five grind and like following your dreams. It's kind of like what you did when you deviated from like just pranks and, you know, you wanted to get into fitness and, and, um, inspire people. Um, we talk about that all the time, right, Don? Just like That's, following your heart. Honestly, being it's, brave. it's a core. It's a core ideology for the show. Not like we actually have like a book of ideologies, but you know, that's one of those things is that however many people say we can't do it, we're just going to keep going, yeah. you know, and the less people that do it and those people are usually the haters as well too. That's fine. That's less competition. Well, like we Absolutely. talked about earlier, um, sheeple, you know, a lot of people are content with uh, mediocrity and, and just, uh, oh, being average. Yeah. Yeah. Being average. And, and dude, I love the fact that you were not cool with applause for like losing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, the whole thing, um, there was like, <laughs> oh man, you, uh, there was a whole thing like with an athlete, like a few years back, it was controversial. And he was like, uh, he said something like kids shouldn't get awards for, for losing like tournaments oh, and stuff like that. A little participation awards. Yeah. That's yeah. why our bitches. That's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, I, I agree a hundred percent. Like, you know, if you want an award, work hard and earn it. it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, bro. It's a joke, bro. We, I mean, we could sit on here for hours yes. and talk about how much of a joke this everything is. Yep. Dude, well, same page, man. Yeah. Don, well, how do you feel about that? <laughs> no, I completely agree. I'm glad. It's amazing that we have awards? somebody. Like, what is that? <laughs> I know. I'm just saying it's amazing that we have somebody who's 20 on here who agrees with us. Um, early 20, sorry. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't necessarily agree at all with participation awards. I, I never really partook in anything. Uh, but, uh, I am very much of the fact that you, you put your nose to the grindstone, you do the work, you reap the rewards, mm-hmm. you know, but you put yeah. your ass out there. Yeah. I mean, and these, you know, it's my, like my best friend, my best friend, Josh, he's the one that's in most of my lifting videos. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends what, what people's opinion on success is, you know, and, and Josh, you know, would feel great. Like he told me, he's like, dude, I just want to work. Like I would just want to work a regular job and then have my gym time and then relax, you know? And he, he's fine with that. You know, he's, he works what he needs to work and then he gets to go to the gym and then you get to relax. It's just what people, what, what people's opinions on success are. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and that's, just, that's perfectly acceptable. If that's what yeah. somebody wants, that's what somebody wants, but don't just tell somebody you're a winner just yeah, because yeah. you're breathing, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, and it's, I, it's so important dude like i said like 95 percent of the world is they're just living they're, i mean yeah. they're not even living they're just like you know existing existing yeah, yeah. yeah that's where they're just existing they're not they're not doing anything and no one no one you know people are all talk oh i want to do this uh, i'm not happy i want to do this well where's the execution mm-hmm. there's no execution nowadays yeah and, and people want um Instant they, results. Yeah, they by want the way. instant without the hard work hey, and sacrifice. I feel like that's everyone. I think that was me too. 
You know? Dude, you you know what drives me crazy, Nick? Okay, uh, you probably feel the same way, bro, because I'm into fitness also. Um, when you see like these fad like diets and 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 like um something you you wrap around like your waist to give you abs and like oh. all this stupid bullshit, the, the electric shocker. It's like give me a yeah. fucking break, man. Like the the only thing that gets results is hard work. You got to being consistent, going to the gym and put put the time. Trying to sell easy ways that you know don't work. Gimmicks. And, you know, that, that's the same. Um, I mean, I have a lot of friends in the fit, fitness industry that that do this, but these same guys that you know, they they advertise their meal plans and their training plans. They give the, they give everyone the same plan. It's not it's not a plan made just for you, yeah. you know. And you know they're making money off of it. And um, I feel like that's one thing that I won't. I mean, uh, trust me, a lot of people, you know, they do make up certain like you know correct plans for people but a lot of a lot of these guys like like the mainstream guys you know they just they they don't make up their meal plans they just you know have their secretary just here send them this and let me get paid dude there was somebody on um recently um a lot of his pictures were photoshopped man yeah i I was referencing him it was this big ass fucking like ordeal um who is this who is this tell me because i don't know (laughs) he was he was a shreds athlete they uh signed for that yeah Um, they were. He was just touching up his photos with, you know, Photoshop, mm-hmm. and um, you know, his his secretary, or whatever, his assistant came out with a video and was saying, you know, like he didn't do any of the work. Like I wrote up all the meal plans. Like mm-hmm. I sent them to him, and that guy made about one. Like that guy made about like one point one mil in a year. Oh my god, off, man! Off that, and people are still buying his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's part of most things, right? Perception is ninety percent. Marketing is the other ten for me, and. You know, if you just have that, you could really sell shit in a can and people will buy it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, just think if once I get super shredded and, you know, like, oh, take this pill. I mean, I could be like, you know, I can't really work out. But- <laughs> Snake oil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that whole scandal was crazy, though, man. And if you look at the pictures, like, you can kind of tell they were like Photoshop. They just look so unproportioned, like in a weird way. And um, I saw some comparison pictures and like it's like the guy. I mean, he was pretty fit and built like regular without Photoshop. And, yeah. you know, it's craziness. But um, that is wild. Yeah. Um. So, Nick, you've been like really gracious with your time, man. Um, we don't want to keep you on here forever. So um, for for the um, people out there listening, if you have a, a, a message for them, for the people who doubt themselves, the people feeling sorry for themselves putting limitations on themselves. Any new potential followers as well? Yeah. (laughs) What message do you have for for those people listening? Um, you know what? Uh, you gotta, you gotta deal with the, the cards life dealt you no matter what they are. And, um, you know, I always tell people, and this is my main thing is, you know, my, my disability, whatever you want to call it, it, to me, it's not a disability. The real disability is the, the kids and adults out there that are paralyzed or, you know, confined to a wheelchair bed sick that would give up everything and anything just to go outside and be active for a day. So if I'm in the situation, that I can go to the gym with ease, get my workout in and live a healthy life, then it's it's my duty for those who can't do it. Mm-hmm. And you know, just just like just like being someone in the world. I mean, my do it for those who can't do it, you know, that kid that's sitting in a a, a wheelchair paralyzed that would be like, "Damn, I wish I could I wish I could go lift." Mm-hmm. I mean, I have 
I have a nurse friend, and they said when they when these sick kids and adults they they put they put little tiny weights on their utensils so they feel like they're actually doing something active. Like, bro, come on! Like, you have a full body. You're in a situation where you can do so much if you put the damn effort in. And yep. there's kids out there that are just stuck in wheelchairs. It's like, what's like, your excuse? Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's I agree. inspirational to me, man. That's what yeah, I see because I, I see a lot of that in the world. And, and you know, as an adult, I can't say that stuff. As an able-bodied person, I think, like, you know, it, it's different coming from you. Like, I, I feel in a good way it's it's different. Do you know what I mean? Because you can get yeah. out there and you can say, look, I can fucking do it. You can fucking do it. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that's actually super inspiring. You know, I don't want to come off across as, you know, me saying my situation's bad because my situation's not bad at all. I'm not complaining about my condition because there are a million – people that have a million times worse than me so you know i'm never i never even you know want pity or think people that like i'm all i'm sad about my condition because my condition ain't shit right you're working with it though that's the thing you're taking what life gave you and you're making lemonade yeah lemonade (laughs) i don't know why this came popped in my head but um Right now, I'm into Luke Cage, Marvel's Luke Cage. So, little little uh, inside info on you, Nick. Do you watch? You like Marvel and shows and stuff like that? You know what? I I wish I I just don't do a lot of TV watching. I think that's what it is. You know, I I don't I don't watch TV a lot. I don't know. Okay. I'm weird. <laughs> I'm what? sorry. No, no, that's cool, dude. I was gonna be like, "What's your favorite show?" Like, if you checked out Breaking Bad, or just for the listeners out there, um, what about uh, what about movies? Do you have? There's got to be some kind of like downtime thing, like that you really yeah. enjoy doing Video for games? entertainment. Oh, that that's like a, a a secret error of ever of my life. Um, video games. Do you guys know the game Gears of War? Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> the, of course, the first Gears, Gears of War was the shit. Yeah, the first Gears of War. I was. Uh, top ten in the world for my what? MLG team, and people didn't know that because I, I I didn't put crazy. myself out there. And yeah, I play yeah I I, I play a full controller. I was uh, top I was on the top one of the top ten teams in the world. We were disgusting. That's but cr- um, what what was the uh, what was the question? I think I'm getting off topic. Oh oh, no, it was like entertainment, movies, TV shows. Yeah, what are you yeah. into? Do you guys know the this the Netflix series Weeds? I've heard of it. Yeah, it's it's a single mom. She just sells weed. That yeah. was the first ever series that I I got into. I was like, "Wow, this is good shit." And then mm-hmm. Sons of Anarchy, just like I love Sons Dude, of Anarchy. I saw every episode. Yeah, I finished Sons of Anarchy, and then I went to Californication. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what Californication is? Yeah, that's yeah. what uh, David Duchovny, right? That started good. Awesome. That is so good. Dude, I haven't even seen one episode, but I heard Bro, great things about that. it. When you have free time today, you better watch that yeah. and think of me. All right, <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Come down and kick your ass if you don't, man. Right, right now I'm into, um, The Walking Dead. I, I started, uh, Luke Cage. Um, I saw Daredevil. I'm a Punisher fanatic, so I'm waiting for the Punisher yeah. season to come out. The game? Honestly, the game? honestly, if I can, what was that? Punisher game. What? <laughs> that was for the original Xbox. Oh yes, where well, you could like Thank torture you. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that was the jam. <laughs> That's right up Dave's alley, man. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Um, Dude, cool. you know, I will, I will jump in here. I just recently watched the uh, first airing, and I'm not anybody who knows me. I'm not a remake first person. I'm not a sequels person. But Westworld, oh my god, it's so freaking good. And I, I think it's it. an HBO. What's that? I don't even know what that is. 
So Westworld was originally a book written by Michael Crichton, um, way Jurassic before Park your time. Guy, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was about like, you can basically, this is like a synopsis. You can basically pay a lot of money. It was like $40,000 a day. You can go to this, uh, ranch, which is all run by artificial intelligence. And it's, they actually, in the book, it had, uh, different areas. It wasn't just like a Western, uh, themed thing. Uh, it was like, you know, they had Roman stuff and whatnot, but now it's kind of just become the Western thing. But you can go there, you can like kill, you can rape, you can, you can steal, you, but it's all, it's all artificial intelligence. There's a really advanced robots. And uh, then it kind of gets into this question of, of when I, AI becomes more human, uh, than a, just a robot and what we should do and our morals around that. It's like a, big character study yeah. thing and they just did a remake of it and it's quite fantastic i'm into uh ash versus evil dead too uh, uh, evil dead 2 is like one of my favorite <laughs> flicks that's a good yeah. show it's, it's wild <clears throat> i did the i did the game of thrones binge and then the new season came out and i i haven't had time because dude that's an hour-long episode that's a long time i feel like yeah all right, all right let me ask you this because i'm into game of thrones too who's your favorite character um the dragon yo see that's baby girl what? Khalif, my baby girl. She is so, she's fine, dude. Yeah, she's bad. <laughs> um, Lisi. Oh but, uh, my god. I wish I could talk like Jon Snow. I wish I could talk like him. All right, all right, yeah. We yeah. talking, who's Jon Snow? Is it like a British dude? Uh, he's one of the leads. Yeah, one of the leads. He's, yeah. he's got an accent, it's just funny. Even though, even well, though, uh, Winter is coming and sound like him. <laughs> yeah, e- even though Jamie Lannister, um, He's on that Jerry Springer stuff with his sister. <laughs> Jamie's my boy. I like him. And, yeah. um, the hound. Dude, the hound is my dude. Yeah. <clears throat> See, oh, now man. I watched episode one of Game of Thrones and there just wasn't enough explanation. And I'm all about ambiguity, but I was like, wait, and what? And who and the family? But nobody knows who um, the family is. You got to come back well, to that, man. I'll tell you what, Peter Dinklage, though. My God, you want to talk about some great writing? Because he goes, he, he's like, I, I forget the line, but I had to stop and rewind it to listen to it again. But he said something, he's like, I go to war all the time, but my stick is a meat and I, I stab the women with it. Like he was just talking about having sex or something like Bro. that. But it was right. done in such like a flawless uh, way. What's his name? Tyrion? Is that his name? I don't remember. Yeah. I think, I think his yeah. name, dude, Don, have you only seen season one? Dude, that guy is, he's gangster. Yeah. <laughs> he's an OG. Yeah. He's actually from New Jersey. What? It's- yeah, Peter That's Dinklage, cool. he does a good British accent. He's from New Jersey. Nice, nice. <clears throat> but um, all right. Uh, so Nick, um, where can people contact you and reach you? And um, of course, where can we'll they plug- follow you? Yeah. yeah, where can they follow you? We're gonna plug your pages in the description and episode, but uh, you can tell the listeners. All right. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Santo five three four no spaces N I C K S A N T O five three four. And then you could type that in YouTube and I'll pop up um, my full name on Facebook, Nick Santanastasso. And uh, pretty much Google me. You'll, you'll find me if you Google me. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, Nick, man, it's uh, it's been a pleasure having you on. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Don, you want to bring us out? I can bring us out. Um, just don't forget, too, we'll link as much as we can to you, Nick, in the oh. uh, description of the episode. So if you guys go on to Podomatic, excuse me, dot com forward slash funny blunt truth podcast. Or just Google Funny Blood Truth Podcast. You can see it in iTunes also. Yeah, iTunes. But, um, yeah, we'll put the description in the, uh, uh, we'll put all the necessary information. I'll get this right. <laughs> in the description for the episode, whatever media it is, so you can just quick link to, uh, Nick. So make sure you follow us on, on iTunes. Subscribe, like, 
Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's Funny Blunt Truth Podcast. Feel free to interact. Um, any questions, comments, tell us how terrible the show is. Address everything to Dave at uh, Funny Blunt Truth Podcast at he gmail. He says this every episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I get the hate. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's okay. You can handle it better than me. I'm a sensitive little bird. That's all. I'm I'm an individual snowflake. I get the participatory okay. awards. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. For Nick, thanks for being on, man. And if you want, you come back next time. Like I said, I appreciate you sticking with us. We're in a bit of a flux right now because of this hurricane thing. Um, we're not recording from the usual studio. We don't have, you know, the uh, rapid fire ready. So if you, if you come back for round two, if you like this, Dude, you come we, back and, and we'll do a round two and then we'll get you on some rapid fire, which we, is some pretty fun stuff. We could do a Game of Thrones recap. <laughs> oh, sounds good. <laughs> on a season. <clears throat> but, um, for myself, Dave and Nick, this has been episode 35. Funny Blunt Truth. We'll see you guys on the next one. <laughs>